the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about desperate faith. What does it look like? Why do you need it? And how do you obtain desperate faith? Don't go away. We'll be right back here at The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, The Christian View. Hi, and welcome to The Christian View. Um, we take today's hot and challenging topics and we weigh it against the Word of God because God does have a view, and I really believe His view needs to be out in the world today more than ever. Um, today's hot topic is three keys to living the Christian life. But before we get into those topics, I want to thank our amazing um, audience for being here today. We love having you. Thank you. And thank you for inviting us into your home, whether you're watching YouTube, TV, um, radio, or podcasts. We never take sharing the gospel lightly, and so we just want to say thank you. Um, and I want to introduce the people sitting around me today. They are amazing and doing amazing work for the kingdom. So make sure you follow these um, amazing people on social media. Trudy Davis, thank you for being here. Pastor Lee Adams, we love having you. Candace, all the way from Nashville. And Amy Sutherland, so thank you for coming. Um, again, they're doing amazing things for the kingdom, so make sure you're following them on social media as well. Well, yes, today's hot topic is three keys to living the Christian life. I think there, we need more than three keys, Lee, yes. but um, <laughs> we're going to talk about three, I think, important keys, you know, because as believers, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. We're supposed to look different than the world, right? Yes. We're, we're called to, to look different. And there's things we can do every day. Read our Bible, be in church, you know, fellowship with other like-minded people. But I want to focus on these three things that are talked about a lot in the Bible. And the first one is forgiving, is being able to forgive. Yes. Right? And I think, um, I read a statistic that Christians give the devil more ground in their life through unforgiveness than anything oh, wow. else because yeah. we're, we we harbor, we hold everything in and we've got to learn to be quick to forgive. Yes. So Lee, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how you can be quick to, how you can be quick to forgive. Well, I think the first thing you have to recognize in forgiveness is that, you know, we all have been a recipient of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And since we have been a recipient of it, then we also should be a person that's able to extend it. Right. And um, when we with me with forgiveness um, forward to me is like looking forward at a situation and recognizing that even though the person may not f- deserve mm-hmm. to receive my uh, forgiveness it, because it doesn't excuse the behavior right. but what it does is says that I'm not going to allow that behavior that you put forth to now um, come and affect my heart because um, for me one of the reasons it's helped me to be quick to forgive is that I learned a long time ago how it affects your heart mm-hmm. you know um, it also not just meaning like from the from the spiritual part of our heart, but also our physical. Right. You know, when we hold on to unforgiveness, it can affect your, you know, give you heart issues, mm-hmm. um, affect your cholesterol levels, right. 
um, your blood pressure. So it, it is definitely more than just um, an act of something that happens spiritually or mentally, but it also affects us physically. So therefore, it's, it's better if we release it right away. Amen. There's that saying that when, when, you, when you hold on to unforgiveness, it's like eating poison, hoping the other person is going to die. Now, we don't want anyone to die, but you know, right. it is. It does affect us in so many right. ways that we're unaware of, and I think that's a lie of the enemy. Oh, just, yes. you know, it's not going to hurt you to not forgive. No. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Pastor Lee is correct about that. When we hang on to that, we are keeping ourselves imprisoned by the thing we most want to be set right. free from. Mm-hmm. So when we release that, like, as you said, it doesn't say I'm condoning this behavior, but it's saying I'm releasing it. it and I think Jesus says he entrusted himself to the Father. Right. The same thing, we're entrusting ourselves mm-hmm. to God that he will make it right. Absolutely. But we will be set free to do what God has called us to do because it's like you said, it paralyzes right. us. When right. It makes us ineffective mm-hmm. for the kingdom. It destroys our testimony. It destroys our walk. And it destroys yep. our health. And yes. it keeps it keeps us you know, distant from God because yes. we have that unforgiveness in our heart. And I think that's the, the yes. biggest thing yes. is that yes. it keeps us out of a intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and Father if we're not letting go of that forgiveness. But it's not easy to do. It keeps us in bondage, which is the very thing that Christ died for to right. set us free. And I always think about the root of bitterness. And the sooner that we forgive, yes. the less chance that that root right. of bitterness has to right. grow. Because, you know, it only grows when we magnify the problem, when we water it, we fertilize oh, it, we let right. it bloom. That's right. And yes. before you know it, it has grown into something really big. But if we chop it off in the very beginning and remember to magnify God and not the offense, right. then we're much easier to forgive and quicker yes. to forgive. Absolutely. You know, and along those lines, um, the quickness to forgive is so important because as you said, Trudy, it separates us from God. Right. The Lord said, if you do not forgive others, then I cannot forgive right. you. And that's a big deal. You know, um, it says in Matthew 25, to settle matters quickly with your adversary at your earliest opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it says, with your opponent at law, while you are with him on your way to court. Now, even we can look at this allegorically speaking, because if your opponent does not hand you over to the judge and then the judge to the guard and then you're thrown into the prison, Mm -hmm. that's an allegory that Jesus was using just to say, look, this is the progression that this is going to take you down if you do not handle this quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's both the spirit and the natural. It needs to be dealt with immediately. And I like Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ has forgiven. Think about how much Christ has forgiven us, right? And if we can extend that, it doesn't mean we need to be best friends with the person who hurt us. We can set those boundaries, but forgiving quickly, I think forgiving often, you know, before you go to, go to bed, Lord, is there anybody that I need to forgive? And and when the enemy brings it back up, well, do you remember what so-and-so did? I've already forgiven them for that. It is under the blood. And when it comes to your spouse and all, I mean, that's so important because I feel like a lot of times we talk about the big, the big offenses, but it's really the everyday little foxes that Mm -hmm. eat the vine. Little foxes. The Bible tells us, it says, you know, people will make you mad, get angry, sin not, but it says, don't let the sun go down to your wrath because it's, it's, if we do, then that gives Satan an opportunity to come in and make a stronghold out of something that if we release it quickly, it's gone. Amen. 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 I like this verse. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong you've done for me. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Amen. He will. Let's learn to be quick to forgive. We're going to talk next about being offended. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. Hi. Welcome back to 
the Christian view, we are talking about three keys to live the Christian life. The first segment we talked about walking in forgiveness and being quick to forgive. And now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about living unoffended. Um, you know, someone can cut you off driving your car and you kind of get offended. They can cut in line at the grocery store, whatever, and you, you're kind of, you kind of get that little twinge of, oh, how dare they, you know? And so I want to talk about being unoffended and living that life. John Revere wrote this book, y'all, at home listening, um, called The Bait of Satan. And if you haven't read it yet, I would encourage you to go get it and read it. Um, when Brian and I used to teach the marriage class um, for nine years, we would teach this book twice a year because it's so powerful we need to know the tools and the techniques of the enemy for one yes. and the tools and the techniques to walk in victory that God has given us but scripture says Trudy it says in Luke 17 Jesus says to his disciples it is impossible that offenses will come but woe to him through they come mm-hmm. so he's already warning us that those offenses will come so what do we do with those offenses and how do we live offense free so I ask myself Four questions when I feel offended. And, you know, to your point about when somebody cuts you off or you start to feel offended about that, my favorite saying is, not today, Satan, just let it go. (laughs) But when it's something bigger, I say, okay, is it actually any of my business to begin with Mm. and just stay out of it Mm -hmm. if it's not? And then secondly, what right, you mentioned this earlier, what right do I have to be offended towards anyone when God has forgiven me for so much? Right. And then thirdly, what does the situation look like from the other person's Mm -hmm. Perspective because yeah. there's always wow. two sides. That's right. And lastly, which is probably the most important, is what was my part or is my part in this current situation? Right. And then I recall that, you know, we remember that the Bible instructs us, like we said, to forgive in order that our prayers will be heard right. and that we will be forgiven. Right. Yes. I like that. I like that, you know, you, you, Go self in. Yeah. Okay. What is my role? What is my responsibility? What did I did I cause anything? And then you focus it to God. So yeah. what is God saying about this situation? I have yes. a friend. She tells this funny story. She was in a hurry. She was driving, and someone cut her off, and she was starting to get offended. Right? Her. You know. You know how you feel when you start to get offended. And you start to say things, and it starts to kind of snowball. And she's like. Okay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. So she's driving and she's praying. And she's like, Lord, let him have a love encounter with you. Rock his world. Change his life. And then he turns into a church parking lot. And she's like, I'm so glad I didn't get offended. I'm so glad I was able to bless him yeah. instead of taking it in and it all being about me. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the book that you mentioned, The Bait of Satan, that's one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. would totally recommend it as well, especially on this topic. And I read it, gosh, whenever it came out 20 years ago or so. I don't even know, dating myself. But... Um, he says in there that the spirit of offense opens the door to deception. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful mm-hmm. because we wonder even in the last days, it says that all these things will increase. Well, offense yes, is right. one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's going to increase is all these opportunities to gain offense. Right. We see it in the media. It's right. fed to us. Mm-hmm. They actually want to drive offense into us. But that's opening a, a right. door to that mass deception right. that the Bible talks about, mm-hmm. which is so important that we guard our, our heart against. It right. and, and be quick to just put it away from us mm-hmm. and be right. really mature because it's the mature believer Absolutely. that doesn't mm-hmm. hold on to the effect. Because right. it's really not about us anyway, is it? Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's about us reflecting Christ to the world. And if yes. we're so busy getting offended, how are we 
reflecting Amen. Christ to the Amen. world. Well, that's like, um, you know, I like what you were saying about guarding our heart because in Ecclesiastes 7.21, it tells us, it says, do, do not take everything to heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the keys to living a life free of offense right. is that you don't take everything to heart that people do or that mm-hmm. people say. Because a lot of times, like I was telling you earlier, a lot of times people offend me and I'm kind of like don't even know that mm-hmm. I've been offended, you know. I'm not, you know, stupid, but sometimes just a little naive <laughs> right, right. just to not even yeah. think like, you yes. know, okay, really, did they really mean something to be yes. mean or ugly toward right. me? But a lot of it, I think, is that for me, I've learned to key a long time ago, the scripture that tells us we don't wrestle against flesh Amen. and blood. Yes. And a lot yeah. of times when people are operating in an, in an offensive manner, it's not necessarily them, but it's the spirit of the enemy working right. through them trying yeah. to come at you. So yes. you have to just recognize, hey, this is not even them. That's this right. And that's Trudy said, not today, devil, you know, just recognizing, hey, you know, not rebuking them, but rebuking Satan and his his, um, antics. And using the using the um, spiritual armor that the Lord has given us, you know, the shield of faith. I mean, you know, the blessed plate of righteousness, keeping making sure that we're grounded and rooted in the armor that he's given us because it says offense is going to come. Yes. As Amy said. That was the scripture I put in Matthew twenty four ten. In the last days, there will be increase in earthquakes and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and in a spirit of offense would be everywhere, mm-hmm. and many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. But Jesus, who was offended left and right, he was mocked, he was spat upon, you know, he was betrayed by his dear friend. Mm-hmm. Rather than be offended, he cared for Peter's restoration, so he responds with tenderness. And in Proverbs, it says, a fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks right. an offense. That's right. And it's like you said, we must remember it is a sin to allow other people to offend us because it stops us from doing all that God mm-hmm. has called mm-hmm. us to do and want yeah. us to do. And I can't, I, for those watching at home, I don't want us to be naive. Right. No. We need to be grounded and rooted right. in what God, in God's word. We need to be mature, you know, Christians, but we can't walk around, you know, with our heads in a cloud either. No. So therefore we've got to be, like I said, grounded and rooted in God's word, but yet not offended. It says in Proverbs eighteen nineteen that a brother offended is harder yeah. to be won over than a strong tower. And so, yes. you know, we don't want to get that. We don't want to be that no. hard, that hardened heart, because as forgiveness separates us from God, so does Walking yes. around with an offended heart. Right. Yes. And that's why it's just having practical tools like a litmus test to know, okay, I can feel it right. coming. Right. right. And do I really want that more than I want mm-hmm. what God has yes. for me today? Right. Because Amen. you can't have both. Because when you're you offended, cannot. you know, you those emotions start to come. Those And so when those negative emotions, which we're going to talk about later, but when those negative emotions come, can you really have the peace of right. Christ? And so you've got to choose which right. one you're going to, right. what you're going to link up with. You know, and what we talked about in the earlier um, segment was uh, the, uh, excuse me, oh, shoot, sorry. I just we'll be going to be this. right back. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more on The Christian View. Unforgiveness, offended, and one more. We'll see you in a minute. We are having an amazing discussion on offense and forgiveness. And you know, whenever we have discussions that rattle the devil, 
he wants to mess us up. Yes. He wants to trip us up. And so, Amy, we left the last segment, you ha- and the Lord put something on your heart. So I want you to go ahead and share before we go into the next segment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was that how we had, we had opened in the first segment regarding um, the bitterness and... But really, it's the offense that is that gateway to that bitter root. And I think that's really important just to highlight Mm -hmm. because, you know, we say, oh, I'm not bitter. But if we take that offense, leave it unchecked, that's Mm -hmm. actually how it grows to that Mm -hmm. seed. And like you were talking about, Trudy, like that just grows in the heart. And before we know it, we have a bitter root judgment against someone. And, you know, we we make our decisions based upon these things that aren't even reality. Yeah. So. And yeah. the good point is, I mean, to, to, when you speak about bitter root judgments, there's many books written about it. it. So if it scares you, there's great books and reach out to us and we can give you those books. But God will set you free, you know, from bitter right. root judgments, from, from, from harboring offense, from unforgiveness, because God is a God of love. He's a God of second chances. He's a God of new beginnings. And so if you're sitting at home thinking, well, gosh, I have a bitter root judgment against someone or I'm offended. All you have to do right there in your room is just say, yes. Father God, come and, and yes. cleanse me. I ask your forgiveness for that bitter root for that bitterness, for that judgment, for that unforgiveness. And he is quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. He is and quick Trudy, to I just love. feel so important mm-hmm. to say that it just came to my spirit that uh, people may be watching that have suffered such horrific right. offenses mm-hmm. of violent right. crimes right. against them. And we are not minimizing right. those no. that you just right. go, oh, okay, I forgive them and I'm going to yes. move on. That's a good but point. again, that happened and it was Satan that allowed it and it will be to your you know right. God that, wants to that set God you free wants of it. to set you free right. from that, not keep you in right. that bondage. And so yes, and so saying that what they did to you was wrong. If you were if, if you were offended in any way or or um, anything wrong, wrong, God wants to set you free so that you'll be okay and that you can walk in freedom. It's not saying what someone did to you was right. okay. That's but right. He wants you to be set free. And I, I very much agree yes. with Trudy and Amy that Christ came to set us free. Mm-hmm. And if you are walking around with an offended heart or unforgiveness, just know that God has a better way, yes. and He loves you, which is our next segment, is on love. We have a Father in Heaven who loves us so much. Yes, I mean, just think about it, thinking about it makes me want to cry because He loves us so much. Um, but we live in a fallen world, Amy, and we're not walking around in love as we should be as believers. And so let's talk about how we can walk in love, even when offense comes, even when we've been hurt. How do we walk in that love? Yeah, that's so good. First Corinthians 13, 13 says that the three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And that's because God is love. That's, that's the full description of who he is. Mm -hmm. He is love. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love what it says in Ephesians five, one and two, it says to be imitators of God and follow him, follow his example as well beloved children. And this is where we have to be childlike. The word says that the childlike enter the kingdom. That is kingdom 101 is being childlike and loving him. Mm -hmm. We receive his love. See, the thing is, is it's an orphan spirit. It's a place, if we're not walking in love in any of us in an area, it's showing us a place because we're, the Lord's always working on our hearts, transforming us from glory to glory, a place where we haven't been fathered. Right. So that tells us, okay, I'm actually kind of acting like an orphan in this Mm -hmm. area because we do belong. We have a home and it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. He lives in us. And so walking in love, we have to be like children and children don't really 
typically hang on to offenses for very long. They really they don't. They might get yeah. upset, but then they're like, on to the next thing. I know. I have, a, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and, and she's like, Mom, so-and-so was mean to me today. And the next day, oh, we had the best time. Right? And, and, they, and they walk around yes. kind of, not, I don't want to say carefree, but they do right. walk carefree because they have that peace. They have that mm-hmm. security. Most children do. Mm-hmm. And when they know who their father and their mother, and they're nurtured the right way. But right. we did a, a segment on the orphan spirit a couple months ago, and it is rampant in our culture today, just right. growing up without fathers, growing up without mothers, and how that leaves an emptiness and a wound within us. But God wants to heal us from that orphan spirit. And I think that comes with spending time with Him and yes. you know maturing right. and growing in Him. But So how do we walk? What does it look like to walk in love on a day-to-day basis, Lee? Well, I would say it basically is an opportunity for us to, as we've been talking about offenses, an area where people need forgiveness, when we can demonstrate it, you know, as we begin to model for people that here I am, okay, I'm able to look past all the faults, all the offenses and all those things that have happened and yet display the love of God and right. be genuine and yes. sincere mm-hmm. to help people because at that point now you're, you're moving past, okay, people are expecting you to come at people in a certain demeanor right, right. and expecting you to have a certain level of reservation about mm-hmm. helping someone but it just it gets people attention when they can see you modeling and right. moving past when they know you've been offended they know you've been hurt they know this person didn't treat you well but yet you can keep doing right. this and this is really where we're to me we're modeling mm-hmm. the life of Christ you know right. where we look past faults you know and see needs and we're there still for people amen, yes. amen. and I think it's a daily putting on love. Yes. Yeah. Let's put on love. Lord, teach right. me to help me to have eyes to see how you see, a heart that loves the way you see. Because we can walk around all day and not see anybody, not right. talk to anybody because we're in our own world. But if we are like, Lord, help me to love the way you love, yeah. he's going yes. to do that. But it's yeah. a daily, I think, putting on. It yeah. is. Putting and on I love. John the Beloved, mm-hmm. he was the one known for being at the chest of Jesus. Right. And so I can't nail it enough. In order to really walk in love, we have to be with love, which yes. means we have to yes. be with the Lord. Amen. We have yes. to be in the presence of God. We have to be the Mary's at his feet and we have to be the John the Beloved's at his chest yes. and soak in who he is and his nature and character so that it's not us. So it's not us. Right. It's Jesus flowing through us. And True. it's that grace to allow and him to throw through us. One of the us. best, I think, mantras is to take 2 Corinthians 13 and put your name in. I'm yeah. sure yeah. it's probably pretty common. But yeah. to be like, Trudy is patient. Trudy is kind. And your ears hear that. Yeah. And right. that Trudy doesn't mm-hmm. envy and doesn't boast and does not keep a record of Amen. it. Amen. Amen. And the more you hear that, you're like, that's right. That's who I am. That's yeah. good. And Amen. Jesus yeah. said, love each other as I have loved you. And then a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And it's like you were saying, Lee, it's having a completely different mindset. Even when you enter, every encounter is, am I walking in love, the Christ love, whether they have harmed me, whether they have injured me, whether, or also with eyes, like you said, if they're hurting you know, yeah. if they're broken, right. am I entering with love or judgment and condemnation? Right. Or are we are we too focused on self? Like there's so True. there's so many different avenues we can take. But I do think spending time with God, praying, worshiping, yes. speaking his word, and they're just asking Father God to love on us mm-hmm. because he wants to lavish us with his love. He wants to lavish us with his grace and his yes. presence. And we he never leaves. It's us who may step away. Right. So sometimes we just need to step back into his Amen. presence. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away.
to the Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on three keys on how you can live the Christian life. God has a better way. And if we stay connected to God, he will show us that better way. Remember that he loves you, he sees you, and he has great things for you. And make sure that you're in a Bible-believing church because he's going to rock your world. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Christian View. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.